from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we're going to give you a few tips on how to travel cheaply. We're also going to be talking about some famous liars. And we're going to talk about why tequila is good for you and why TLC is canceled. Yes. So one shot a day and shots fired. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, summer is here. And so one of the things that you start thinking about when summertime rolls around is all of the wonderful places that you can go that are not in a cubicle. Milan. France. (laughs) (laughs) Ibiza. Ibiza. Wow. So we went from a city to a country Mm. to a butchered island name. Yes. (laughs) Well, for me, it's usually like... The movies. Like, I'm no. just not doing a ton of international You're like the AMC right on Shattuck Avenue. That I'm is where not I will be. sure how that represents a more kind of tasty option than a cubicle. Like, it's a similarly <laughs> dark, windowless room. It absolutely is. But in my mind. <laughs> in my mind, I'm free. Exactly. So the other day, I stumbled upon this post on Facebook. And I was like, hmm, I shall click. <laughs> and the title was, Stop Asking Me How I Afford to Travel. Mm-hmm. People ask me this a lot. Really? Oh. Yeah, because I go on, like, one or two vacations, I kind of have a strategy on Instagram where I, I spread it out. Mm. So even if I'm back, you still think I'm there. <laughs> Seems like I'm permanently on vacation. At work. Meanwhile, you're in the cubicle posting the tropical yeah. photos. Mm. But also I do take like a whole month off during the summer, as you guys know, right. which is why we go on hiatus because mm. I go to Greece and I don't think about podcasts or anything else. Mm. And I cannot afford to eat during that month. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah. Carly and I are starving in, in, exactly. in your other beach. I mean, I invited you guys to come and we could eat all <laughs> the feta cheese that your heart desires. God, that sounds lovely. Yeah. This is true. So this post was written by a travel blogger by the name of Gloria Antamo. And I think she's my new favorite person on social media right now. Hey, Gloria. Mm -hmm. I saw some of her photos in this post, and she looks like my favorite person as well. She looks like she's living the life. Yes. And so she, in this post, gave me and everyone else who asks people how they afford to travel the riot act. She read the riot act. She was like, listen, stay out of my pocket, mind your business, and here's why. Because it never occurred to me that that could be an offensive question. Because it's kind of a money question, isn't right. it? And money is icky. It's kind of like asking someone how much they earn, to right. which the correct answer is, fuck off, none yeah. of your business. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So she broke it down in three ways. One, she said, you asking me how I afford to travel, one, insinuates that travel is expensive, and she doesn't agree with that. So she says that there are tons of ways that you can learn to travel. It's just about prioritizing, and it's more expensive to travel if it's convenient for you. So yeah, if you want to fly first class, and you mm. want to plan your trip and take a two-week vacation and you need to fly out on that particular day. But if you want to ride in the, in the chicken coop mm-hmm. of, a, of a like a cargo ship. If you want to dangle off the wing. Yeah, yeah. No drinks, not even water. <laughs> if you have seen the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and you too would like to ride in a Cessna with, yes. with the chickens. He only paid $5 for that. <laughs> only, only. Nice try, Lau. <laughs> yes. Well, Gloria says she's gone through the French Riviera for... $100 or less Boom. than, okay? And she's got tips. Later, I'll tell you. <laughs> Two, she says that that question suggests that you are too lazy to do your own research. 
Google is your friend. Google is your friend. So she's like, how do you afford to travel? Why don't you just Google it? She says, if you Google how do you afford to travel, then it comes up with all these search options. And she's yeah. like, is my Google faster than yours? Also, you might find articles I've already written on the subject in the hey, Google results. Hey. And you can stop wasting my time. Yeah. That's what she's, I'm talking for her. That's, this is Gloria talking now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three words, guys. Google flight matrix. Okay. It's going to help you find one. those cheap flights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, See? yeah. Three. And this is a biggie. Because this question says a lot about you. Mm. This question belittles your ability to manage your own finances. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. Too many cocktails at the bar. Mm -hmm. Too many nice outfits Mm -hmm. for you. She said, get it together. She says, because you wouldn't walk up to someone and say, you know what? You go to Starbucks every day. How do you afford to do that? Mm -hmm. You know what? That's a nice watch. How do you afford to buy that watch? You know, I noticed... Are you about to say what the millionaire on the internet said recently? About about, avocado toast? About millennials. He's like, if you ate fewer avocado toasts, you could afford a home. Stop complaining. If you just stopped buying avocado toast for 500 years, then you too could buy a studio. It's basic math and arithmetic. Is that the secret to finance? Like no more avocado toast? I think think that guy's like a branding or an SEO genius, though, because he was just like, "Uh, what word can I put in this headline uh, to make it eye-catching? Avocado. But here's the thing. Once Mexico stops sending us avocados, we're all going to be homeowners. Yes. So please do build that wall. (laughs) And then we will all be living the life. All of us. I hope no one takes that out of context and puts it somewhere just by itself. Don't build the wall. (laughs) Ban the wall. But I would like a home at some point. I'm just saying. So just cut the (laughs) avocado toast and you're good. Yeah. So she suggests that the two easiest ways to travel would be obviously to live abroad. Doi. Doi. And to work abroad. Yeah. Right? So we should all do that. But like, what if you don't speak the language in most of those countries? Kind of screwed there. Yeah. Duolingo exists. Yeah. Use it. Oh, this is another one for the search. Five minutes on Duolingo and I am 14% fluent in German. I don't think so. Well, maybe Alexa. Can you just walk around with an Alexa or something or like a yeah. Siri? And Siri I would have thought you? that the universal translator would have been built by now. It's oh. 2017, guys. Come on. We've already passed the point in like 80s sci-fi movies where they're like, the year is 2015 and yeah. LA is a wasteland. Like we're after that now and we still have no universal translator. And we're like T minus four minutes before the end of time officially. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. let's speed things up. Where's just- my flying car? Where is my language device that mm-hmm. goes over my mouth and I can just say whatever it does, I want? It has to go over your mouth. I kind of want it to. <laughs> <laughs> that is your business. It is. And it'll stay that way. Clearly. Okay, so, like, give me the skinny, because I have not traveled in a long while since I was a spring chicken. Do you guys have tips? Being a relative newcomer to this fine country, as it was in 2011, I'm really big into domestic travel. Like, there's so much of the U.S. I have not explored. And there's this, like, nasty, snobbish perception of Americans who don't travel abroad outside of the States. You know, people will bandy around, I think, factoids about, you know, X amount of Americans don't have a passport. And we're like, Mm. imagine such a thing. But the thing is, there is a lot to see in America. It's big. It's a continent. Like one of the points that Gloria made was that like it's all about perspective. So when she starts saying, oh, I went to the French Riviera and I did this, but she's living in Europe. And she's like, yeah. when you look at Europe, traveling from one country to the other is literally like it's traveling from one state to the next. So it's like, so maybe we should do that. Like, oh, this summer I'm going to summer in 
Arizona or yeah. I'm going to Nebraska. <laughs> this is like, easy peasy. Vacationing in Sacramento, <laughs> California. On the Sacramento Delta. <laughs> Honestly, where I lived in the UK before, I could have been in Paris in like two hours. And that's door to door using the, uh, what's it called? Eurostar, the train. It's yeah. easy. The channel. The channel. The Look channel. at you speaking Ooh, that yeah. language. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart just swelled. I used the channel one time. So maybe that is that the move? We don't travel internationally anymore. We just make traveling from state to state the move. But you're continentally traveling. You are traveling within your own continent. It's not like you're, you know, just going down the street. It's That's fine. True. And it's cheap. Mm. Yes. I will say that international is still on the table for me. Mm, okay. Because here's my strategy. Apparently, buying your tickets on a Tuesday at noon... On a Tuesday. Let me get my yes, number two pencil and make mm-hmm. my marks heavy and dark. You so, said now what? So those on the East Coast, that is 3 p.m. for you. But mm-hmm. for us, it's noon. Mm-hmm. My sister sent me this article that said this is the time where all the airlines upload a bunch of new tickets at different prices. Got it. Oh. I didn't believe her. And mm-hmm. it happened to be Tuesday around noon. So I, I looked at it. And I'm going to Greece this summer for $700 from San Francisco. <gasps> nice. Round D- trip. Direct. Hello. It is not direct. No. It's only one stop, though. But to, to Gloria's flights. point, the more convenient it is for you, the more expensive it right. will be for you. Mm-hmm. So get comfortable in that chicken coop. Yep. <laughs> Just live with a little bit of inconvenience. You'll be all right. Yep. Just make sure that you're not that uh, rabbit. <laughs> oh, that giant rabbit who died on United oh, Airlines. God, what, was it, what was his name again? Like Simon. 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 Animals yeah, with human names, yeah. guys. Let's make them happen. Legend. It's so good. I also say, if you want to go to Iceland, Wow Airlines is a new airline. Oh, which are we is sponsored very, by Wow Airlines? We now? should be, because I've taken their service mm-hmm. before. And I went from San Francisco to Reykjavik direct for like $400. That's Ooh. ludicrous. But the question is, were you on the wing? You know I was, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> well, Strapped well, down. They, they don't even have trays. They don't even have pamphlets that say like, oh, here is where you should go if shit goes down. It's like printed on the back of the seat. There's no room. You don't get water. You have to pay for it. So basically, if you want to be pampered, this isn't for you. But if you want to keep your money and spend it on very expensive alcohol in Iceland because they have to import everything. So like everything Mm. there is expensive. Go for it. Also... Just get to Europe, like this blogger says, mm-hmm. and then take Ryanair. Ryanair. Yeah, because yeah. it is the shittiest airline I've ever experienced. Oh, it's horrible. They have all these limitations on your luggage. And so I found a way around their limitations. There's no way you could actually have all of your clothes with you in the suitcase without paying a bunch extra, like hundreds and hundreds of Is that of how they make their money? Yeah, the like, extra fees okay. are ludicrous. So I wore everything that I own. Oh, my God. And then I had my shoes... <laughs> Around my neck as a necklace. No. And so you're like, this is just a new look for me. If Flavor Flav can like rock a huge watch around his neck, my shoes are fine. And (laughs) it worked. They looked at me and like, are you really that poor? And I'm like, yes, I am. And I will sit here with all of my clothing on and my little tiny bag. So what is the one thing that you have to splurge on? So if you go bare minimum, you can travel cheaply. Yeah. Bring your own stuff. Bring your own food and drink. Where do you draw the line? Because the last time I went to Hawaii, we did an Airbnb and I was like, I don't think so. I was mm. like, I need someone to show up with fresh towels. <laughs> I need a terry cloth robe, a pool. 
I need, a, I need a resort. What I will say is beware of false economies. I'm really big on direct transatlantic flights because I got burned once. So what happened? I tried to save a little bit of money. And we're talking a little bit, right? I noticed that if I went via LAX, had a little layover, I could save $150. Oh. And so there were two of us flying and so it was 300 overall. And you think, yeah. well, yeah. That's a couple cocktails. Better than a stick in the eye. Let's save that $300. No. Never Ever again. Number one, LAX is horrible and no one should ever fly through it. If you're going to LA, go to Burbank or Long Beach or something Mm. like that. Number two, by the time you have made your transfer, dropped off your bags, you are hungry, you are thirsty, you are tired, you need sustenance. Where is stuff most expensive? In an airport. Suddenly, you're starting to erode into those savings by having to buy food and drink there. And also, our flight was so delayed out of LAX that we got back too late after BART stopped running in the Bay Area and then had to get a taxi all the way back to Berkeley. And so finally, when I did the sums, we were actually poorer. And on top of that, like every time I fly, I always have to drink once I get past TSA because they don't felt me up. Nope. My hair is a mess. <laughs> I have feelings about everything. So I'm rightly so. The, the finger oils are just all up all, in your you know, they yeah. just messing with my. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So false economies, guys. Beware of them. Just think. Stop. Look. Listen to your heart and think. Is this a false economy? Listen to your heart. <laughs> So, listeners, cut corners where you can. Cut corners where you can. Beware of economies. Mm-hmm. Um, False economies. And like Gloria <laughs> says, there's no magic to this. It's simply research and determination. Hey and don't ask me dumbass questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to follow Gloria, you want to get her tips, all of that, she has a blog called theblogabroad.com. Get your life right. Save a little money. And don't ask people about their financial habits. Exactly. Maybe just don't do that. She said, imagine that every time you ask that question, a puppy dies. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. I think she also said, do you want that graveyard of puppy souls yes. on your shoulders? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Well, I hope everyone has a great holiday this summer, because mm. if you're not going on one, what's wrong with you? We just gave you all the tips. You oh, exactly. All the duh. Tips. So, folks, in recognition of the somewhat nebulous Trixie relationship that we all have with the truth now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, truth has a, an interesting role in our culture right now in the era of alternative facts and mm-hmm. fake news. So I thought that I would welcome our listeners to an occasional series that tells the stories of infamous liars. Ooh. That have disgraced history. Yes. Because why not? I'm all the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I do stress occasional series. I'm using that language very carefully because then I can get out of it if I don't want to do anymore. Exactly. Okay. Well, we, we've already established that truth is relative. So exactly. you, can say, you can say weekly series and yeah. then it's still true. So. And who's going to hold you to it? Congress? No. They're nope. spineless. So. Oh. Oh. Stinks of satire in here. I don't have opinions. No. Not at all. It's very political. <laughs> so depending on who you ask, this series is either called Liar in Chief Mm-hmm. Ooh. The Lion King. Yes. Oh, I'm here for that getting one closer, also. Getting closer, getting closer. I can see a Photoshop that there's inspiration there. Fiddler of the truth. Boom. <gasps> yes. Queen. You like that one? Can we just rotate them? You like that I one? Just, I feel like there's a... Fiddler on the truth. truth. Yes. Yeah. Fiddler on the truth. Foof. Yeah, I always with use the F. F at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're going with that one? Yes. Cool. I love it. Okay. And uh, without further ado, 
I actually got a bit highfalutin with this and I've tried to write some thoughts about uh, like how pop culture was actually all about like the intersection between truth and not truth and like how movies are people pretending to be other people and mm-hmm. music is all about artists like translating their own lives into art mm-hmm. or Mary taking Cyrus exactly or just, and mm. and then I just abandoned all those and I thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sorry, listener. I just turned my head Side completely eye. around and looked at Demetra. Just There are a lot of feelings there. So. We don't bring up Miley Cyrus mm, right no, now. we don't. Mm-mm. So I do wish to reassure you there was some like analytical thought behind this. And then I just thought, nah, I'm just going to tell you a funny story about a dude who pretended to be a famous footballer in Brazil. Ooh. I'm here for it. So to inaugurate the series which is called if you will a fiddler of the truth okay mm-hmm. thank you and just to be clear i just smashed a bottle of champagne over that name <laughs> so we're wonderful in. In business. we launched it i want to tell you the story of a man named carlos enrique raposo aka kaiser Ooh. He called himself kaiser he was a superstar brazilian soccer player of the 80s and the 90s who never actually played any soccer. Here's the thing. Other people are listening because they want to laugh. I'm listening because I want the playbook. <laughs> so, Oh, you are going to get it from this guy. This is just a masterclass. And basically, if you build it, they will come. If you tell people enough about how great you are at playing soccer, they'll not only believe it, they'll sign you to their soccer clubs <laughs> repeatedly. So there's a guy called uh, Renato Gaucho, who's um, like one of the best players in Brazil of soccer of his generation. And he called this guy, Kaiser, the greatest footballer never to have played football. <laughs> Wonderful. Which is great honor. They say the same thing about me yeah, from, yeah. as far as like my singing <laughs> and exactly. acting goes. It's just... Self-belief, dude. It's just, it's a powerful thing. If this all sounds ridiculous, it's because it is. The story is ludicrous. He was like some Rio de Janeiro version of that guy that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Catch Me If You Can. Oh. This guy essentially conned the sporting world into thinking that he was one of Brazil's best soccer players. And he did this all without kicking any balls. <laughs> <laughs> So his trick was to tell these stories that were just believable enough, these tales of like his sporting prowess to influential people, like anyone that would listen, basically, including journalists and other soccer players and soccer club owners who, for some reason, were so taken in by this whole hustle that they kept giving him jobs. It wasn't like they were just like, oh, cool. You know, who do you play for? They were like, do you want to come play for us? Where are the photos, though? Like, he didn't have any receipts. Where are the receipts? Apparently, like, his thing was that, like, he'd get like these really grainy VHS copies of like Uh... people. People that kind of looked like him or his name was kind of similar, uh, scoring really good goals. And then he'd show the VHS tapes to people and be like, that's me. And they'd be like, oh, it seems legit. Life before HD, there were more possibilities. I was going to say, I was going to like social media now. You just can't, you can't, you can't get over on people. Mm -mm. It also sounds like he was just like incredibly charming and charismatic and was just really fun to be around. And to some extent, people probably didn't really believe him, but it was more fun to go along with it just because he was kind of like Mm. a nice guy. And after a while, it turns out if you tell enough people that you're a soccer superstar, you actually become one. Like, he became one and was treated as one. He went to all these amazing parties, had, you know, access to all these important people. Like, women fawned over him. And the reason that he did this, someone asked him, like, you know, many years later. And he said, and I quote, I wanted to be among the other soccer players. I just The other? Yeah. I just the other? I just didn't want to play. <laughs> he said the other. So you see how he's still holding on? He said, yeah, I wanted yeah. to be among the other, just which wanted- implies that he, too, is... One of them. One of them. I just didn't want to play. He says, it's everybody else's problem if they want me to be a footballer. Wow. Not even Jesus pleased everybody. Why would I? Actual wow. direct quote. So here's the thing. 
Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing, or one of many things. Like, again, I told you I'm, I'm listening for playbook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell compelling stories. Yes. And be so polite that people can't call you on your bullshit. Yeah. So he turned up for the job, right? And that's normally the point in which, like, the gig's up. Like, you know, you're going to get found out. So his solution to that was in the first training session, pretend to suffer an unspecified injury <laughs> that would then keep him out for the rest of the training period. Nice. And so then he'd fake these injuries. And then instead of actually playing soccer, his guy would just, like, hang around the soccer club like the training grounds with like and, a sling on or something yeah and just kind of make everyone happy he would just like chill out like just raise everyone's morale and so no one could really object to it and then during the really rare times that he actually had to do some actual physical training which he obviously was not very good at because he wasn't a soccer player he would just kind of like go long on the pitch and stay out the way of, of the ball and no one seemed to pick up on this he'd just stay away from the ball and no one ever noticed. I kind of feel like I want to be adopted by him. Is he still alive? He's still alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His other tricks, by the way, included faking the death of relatives to get out of training. Classic. But it would often be the same relative. You might like, uncle died yeah, again. Yeah, yeah again. the same guy. I just have a lot of uncles. <laughs> And then when that didn't work, he would pay the young boys to bang into him on the pitch so that he could then fake more injuries and then fall down and be like, I, just, I still can't play. So here's play. the thing. What did he do for money, though? Like, how, do, how was he actually? Was he being paid? Yeah, or? he was being paid. He just always just struck job. out. He's and, a con artist. Okay, and, by the end of this podcast, we have to come up with what our new professions are. <laughs> Seriously. Well, the trouble is when people are starting to ask questions, what he would then do is then bribe people in the like the crowd coming to watch the games to chant his name, be like his hype guys, basically, so that he could be like saying to the club owners, like, well, you know, I can't play now, but look, they all love me because of my reputation. And as he himself said, life is marketing. Wow. So now he does social media for Yahoo or something. (laughs) Oh, obviously. Um, The very best story about this guy, Kaiser, by the way, relating to his ability to avoid playing actual sport at all costs. It might be this one. So he got signed to this club in Brazil that was owned by an infamous gangster who was referred to as the most dangerous man in Brazil. Mm. So most people would be like, "Uh, maybe I don't want to carry the scam on with this guy. Not Not Kaiser. Not Kaiser. So he gets to the club. He gets signed. He duly fakes his usual injuries, like on day one, he's like, ah, my hamstring, I can't play. But he couldn't get away with it forever because the club owner, the gangster, really liked him and really wanted to see him play on the pitch. And he's like, (laughs) oh, God, what am I going to do? And for once, he just can't say no. So this game time comes along where he is trying to hide out on the substitute bench. He thinks that if he just sits on the bench, just stays quiet, he won't get called up, it'll be fine. But of course, he gets called up. He gets summoned onto the pitch, and so it's like crunch time. It's like, what's he going to do? If he goes out there and it's revealed that he cannot play soccer, like he's going to get killed by this gangster. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. If he stays on the bench, he's going to get killed. Stakes he's going to get killed. Stakes anyway, so what does any good con artist do? Create a diversion. diversion. You do. So you pee yourself. You create a distraction by starting a fight. <laughs> Wonderful. With, with a fan in the crowd. <laughs> Wow. This guy is inspired. He was committed. Yeah. As he was walking onto the pitch, he heard someone like yell this homophobic slur at him. And he remembered that. So that when he's like, oh, God, when he's walking onto the pitch, he then suddenly turns on his heel and runs towards the fan. He's like, what did you say 20 minutes earlier? And starts beating him up and causes this gigantic brawl in the crowd. And gets ejected from the game. Yes. So he gets wow. sent off the pitch. You know. So the gangster boss is like, what the hell are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off. And Kaiser tells him, like, this guy, this fan, was saying mean things about you, boss. <gasps> I was defending your honor. He got the man killed. Yeah, yeah. So 
Not only was Kaiser not fired, <laughs> he wasn't killed. He got a contract extension and a pay rise. You know what? Yeah. I got a slow, slow clap. clap yes. I got it. Honestly, guys, this story is so fascinating. Google it. It's amazing. There were such good photos of him just like chilling with really famous people in Brazil in the 80s and the 90s, like in nightclubs. Just like, and the look on his face at all times is, yeah, I can't believe it either. <laughs> He's he just living his best life. At these days, Kaiser is still alive. He is in his 50s and he works as a fitness trainer for women. Oh, <laughs> or does he? Or just, does mm. he? His legend endures. Um, they're actually going to make a movie of his story that's called Kaiser, the greatest footballer never to have played football. Love it's it. It's coming out in 2018. And you can now say that as part of this new series, mm-hmm. Fiddler of the Truth. Yes. You heard about him here first. Yes. <laughs> Just a note about Kaiser. Uh-huh. Some of that did seem like eight-year-old Emmanuel <laughs> pretending like a lot of things were wrong so I wouldn't have to play soccer, but my mom insisted. Ah. So I would stay away from the ball, just like wander off on we the field, feel sick for no reason, fall for no reason. Never got into a fight because I would be brutalized by these other children. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I pulled some of those and I still got injured for real in the game. Oh. A traveling hurtling ball hit me in the face. Oh, there goes your social life. I know. <laughs> My plastic surgeon says. It's a clueless cloak. It is. Joke, Look guys. out, guys. So moral of the story, lie your ass off. Just it gets it. you places. It do, like with zero totally consequences, does. it seems. Tell a big enough lie and, oh, wait, no, that's a quote from the Nazis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's not do that. Goebbels is like, yes, queen, yeah. yes, Carly. Yes, he's not in the little book of inspirational quotes. I did at one point in time at a job a long, long time ago have a boss who told people yes. that he uh, was a ma- had a master's degree from Pepperdine and that he went to, he had a certain education and a certain pedigree that uh-huh. was later discovered to not be true. Oh. And I was like, how do you pass that off in this day and age with background checks? But he was a sort of like a charismatic yeah, character yeah. who just kept talking around the questions that you would ask. And it got him places for a really long time. Huh. Didn't hurt that he was also sleeping with his boss. But listen. All the I want This guy can be uh, in episode two of Fiddler of the Truth. <laughs> Fiddle that truth. <laughs> if I were a rich man. <laughs> If I was a soccer player. <laughs> dribble, 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 oh, dribble, dribble. Very good. Very Goal. good. <laughs> Doing some of my best work here. <laughs> tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. It's the beginning of the pick. Hey, the big and the big. Hey. You know what that song means. It's time for a peek in the pit. Hey. hey our here. weekly look at some recent highs and lows in pop culture. And mm. how low they go. They do. Very low. A few weeks back, I selected a new just okay song by TLC. Oh, here we go. I already know where this is going. I'm gonna take a deep breath and just pace myself. I picked that as I our outro music. I don't know where it's going. Mm. Back then I was Young and naive. No, you were so naive. Now you're a little bit older. We all were. Don't blame yourself. Yes. A little bit wiser. Back then I declared that we owe it to T-Boz and Chili, the two remaining members, to pretend to like anything they do because they've given us so much. Mm -hmm. They gave us red light special. They gave us the word scrub. Mm -hmm. What about your friends? They let you down again. 
what's what's the what's the deal? So I take all this back because in a recent interview with Channel Four News, which you know that channel because it's from the UK. Oh, I do. Channel Four News nightly with Jon Snow, not the Jon Snow from Game of Thrones that everyone else knows. <laughs> okay, I got a little excited for a minute. Though. He, <laughs> elderly wife. Simmer down. <laughs> so in this interview, when asked about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. Chili said the following: "Quote for me." All lives matter. You know what I mean? Because there is a time when, you know, different groups are targeted for, you know, different things. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no, 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 Chili. I don't know what you're saying. I have no idea. But let me save some indignation for Tion T. Boz Watkins. No. You just use her full name like a mum that's angry. She's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in an attempt to distract from her friend's nonsense, Mm -hmm. she said the following when asked about Trump. I mean, God is my president, so... I just feel sorry for the people it affects, but I don't care. End quote. And the people it affects. Are you a citizen, Bo? Because I thought you were. You, you from you're Atlanta, right? Atlanta. Is Atlanta not in the United States anymore? Oh, God. Maybe it's seceded and went down to... Is it not? Is it in South America now? Or how does it... Doesn't she have a pre-existing condition with sickle cell? I think she does. Ooh. I mean, that's true. Considering that TLC was so out of funds that they had to kickstart her campaign yes. money for their new album, yes. you're not rich enough to be invincible from what's about to go down yeah, and what's you, been going you down. You don't have that Michael Jackson money. You said invincible and that brought yes. the whole thing for yeah. me. Right. No, that's not that's not a Jackson situation. And no. unlike Michael Jackson again, you didn't rid yourself of all the melanin in your skin. Right. So you are right. still, still at risk. Still at risk, yes. So all I have to say to them is... I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you uh, learn Tyra. something from this? Emmanuel just morphed into a meme right before us yeah. yes. in the studio. I was that was a disappointing moment for me. Yeah. I feel like everyone is out to ruin my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just feel like everybody is at this point. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. certainly am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pit of the week. They share it with Bill Cosby. Oh, there are two oh. pits? Oh, don't, don't. I'm not even going to get into it. All I have to say is pit. he's saying all these women came forward because they're racist. They're trying to tear him down because he's a black man. Mm. Okay, but listen, Bill, them. though. But listen, Bill, Allegedly. though. You've been a black man in this country for how many years now? And you have made your bread and butter in the in your latter years on criticizing black people in this country. Yeah, look like, it up. quote, pull up your pants. Yes, mm. look it up. Google all of the things that he has said and all the ways in which he has targeted black people and black culture after everybody bought his pudding pops. I, I just, no. it's, I don't. We're all shaking our damn heads in here. SMH my, times at 100. My yeah. tear ducts are dry is all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> they are crusted over. They are the Sahara Desert. Yes. No Ooh. tears for you. No. No, no tears for T-Boz. No mm. tears for Jillian. I'm just, yeah, you, you ruined the Cosby show for me forever, so we have nothing to discuss. And you know what? Maybe Usher had his reasons mm. when he left you. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <gasps> just saying. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a <laughs> I'm lot, just going Daniel. in. I'm going to have to edit some of these mean things. <laughs> no, leave them all in. And all this time we were mad at Usher, huh? Yep. Right? Mm? But here she is. Now yeah. we know what the behind-the-scenes conversation Vindicated. Were. She was like, I mean, but all lives, right? And that's just like, mm, I mean, but here's right. the thing, though. Like, I just don't understand how people are still walking, stomping, tap dancing directly on that particular landmine. Yes. Like, at this point, you have had some training around, like, media questions, I would think. Um, I'm going to go I'm out on a limb here and say that they haven't been able to afford a media <laughs> trainer for many years. But all I'm right? just saying, even, I, even if you don't, social media has been the best media tra- teacher for all of us. Yeah. You'd think, but they keep saying stupid stuff. And it's like you, like, even if you have an opinion, even if you do 
even if you are like, okay, I just, I don't get this whole thing. Choose your words carefully is all I'm saying. Yes. Or be prepared for the blowback. And when the, and when that album flops, honey. Yep. Because I'm not buying it. Well. Not anymore. No. This I, is going to be a Ghost in the Shell situation. I'm not seeing that movie. <laughs> just. Um, what? Oh, oh! That's I for our future confessional. Shit. Oh, I, I segment. Know, sorry, I'm actually just remembering something here. That I saw it. Someone <laughs> in this room decided to break the strike. I was and very go and embarrassed the Ghost entire the time. I don't even know what you're talking about. Scarlett Johansson plays an Asian person, and she's not Asian. Oh uh, well, I, I got I, that was anyway. a great uh, nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I went to go see Snatch, so I can't judge you. Yeah. Speaking of Amy Schumer, she broke up with her boyfriend last week, and I felt bad for them because they seemed cute together. Mm-hmm. And then I scrolled down. Comment one: a picture of him in blackface. <gasps> comment two: a different picture of him in blackface. And so. No tears for him either. No, wait a minute. What? Yes. It's on his Instagram. He didn't delete it. It's it's there if you want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do notice actually how both of you just deflected very quickly onto other problematic people. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to discuss too much about going to see Ghost in the Shell and Snatched, uh-huh. did you? Did Tar you? and feather those people not Oh, us. I could talk about Snatched all day, but that's a whole other episode because I got feelings yeah. and thoughts. You're going to snatch her wig right off her head. <laughs> and Goldie's. So I have two peaks of the week because last week was an interview, so we didn't get to Twin peaks. Yes. You will. Yes. So the first one goes to tequila drinkers, a.k.a. us. Us. Hello. A new study found that drinking tequila helps keep your bones strong. Mm -hmm. Your move, osteoporosis. Yeah. I was just sipping right now because I just... Do you feel strength? I feel strength. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So next time you elbow someone in the face... Strength. Strong. Yeah. They're gonna I have feel stories it. about that too. Yeah. Oh. My, my early twenties, I kicked it with a rambunctious crowd. So. Oh wow! <laughs> you could say you were tequila strong. Exactly. Yes. The true peak, though, goes to a teen named Megan Flaherty. Ooh. Is she Irish? No, she's from New Jersey. Oh, okay. <laughs> so some teens show up to prom in a limo or a flashy tinted window SUV or mm-hmm. something. I did not do that. No. Didn't have a prom. Stretch navigator, boo. Ooh. And I still have my dress because every now and then I put it on just to show my husband. Yes. Like, yes. I showed up in an Acura. <laughs> yes, queen. So Megan Flaherty decided, limo, not my thing. Nah. Flash SUV, mm-mm. Nah. I have a better thing in mind. So she decided to pull up in a hearse. Um, oh, She dear. killed it. She was like, oh, killed she killed it. that, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's more. She was not in the passenger seat. Oh, God, I know what you're going to say. say no. She was kicking back in a wooden coffin in the back. She was like, literally, I slay myself. (laughs) (laughs) So her date comes out of the car and out of the hearse, I'm sorry. Mm. And a family friend helps him pull out a wooden coffin out of the back. No. Prop it down. No, she's there holding flowers. No. And meanwhile, her classmates are saying things like this. They lived for it. Mm-hmm. She died and then lived again. Yeah, because I was like, oh. I was like, I was like. <laughs> so, peak of the week to Megan Flaherty for knowing how to make an entrance. Exactly. For being as spooky and kooky as possible. I know. For being true to herself. Mm-hmm. 
and for making me believe in prom again. Yeah. There's a very real uh, Lydia Dietz vibes to to that one, I'd say. Pointy bangs and all. I myself am. Strange and unusual. Yeah. So is (laughs) Megan Flaherty. Clearly. How many more times will I say Flaherty? Flaherty. It's <laughs> like the, the slight lilt there. It's just on the right side. You know what? We're going to keep an eye on this answer. young lady because I want to know how she, on her wedding day, oh, ooh. how she comes through. You know what it's going to be? <sighs> Under the altar, hand bursts through the earth. <laughs> yes. And it's her. Carrie style. <laughs> so to ride us out, I thought we could be inspired kind of spinning off our conversation about things that aren't really true. Browsing the internet, you may have heard of it. I read quite a funny story this week about uh, Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. And it's a very much citation needed story. I haven't checked it. I don't know if it's true, but it's funny. So I'm going to read it to you. Great. In 1984, Stephen Tyler heard an old Aerosmith song on the radio and didn't recognise it due to memory loss from years of drug use. Oh. He suggested to the band that they record a cover version. Joe Perry told him, it's us, f***head. Wow. <laughs> so who cares if that's true because it's really entertaining. So I suggest that we ride out on I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. <laughs> yes, I live Jamidra for that song. Because really likes it. That's when I love Ben Affleck. Possibly mm. the worst song in the world, but whatever. But it's one of those songs you can sing in the shower at the top of your lungs. You don't want to close your eyes. Mm. I don't want to open them and have everything, <laughs> everything I know about sex I learned from the animal cracker scene in uh, Armageddon. Oh my God, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what is he doing down there? What is what is in there? One word, crunchy. So in honor Ooh. of that scene, I feel like we should really appreciate this song. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jamitra Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. 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 I don't want to cry.